What up, y'all? Yeah, peace, love, and many blessings. And I send out to all y'all. Welcome to another episode of Getting Stone. Yeah, Mr. Stone Potoski coming at you from the Dirty D, y'all. Hope you're having a hell of a good day. Hope you're feeling positive. Hope you're feeling loved. Uh, hope you're feeling appreciated. Hope you're feeling beautiful. Hope you're feeling sexy. <laughs> yeah. And if, if you're struggling with anything, man, you know, not feeling those things, and if you're suffering in any way, you know, I send out to you lots and lots of love. Send out a big hug, y'all. You know, why don't we all, anybody out there listening, why don't we just take a moment here and we just, we just send out love and, and our presence and, and a big warm hug out to all those people that are suffering, that are sad, that are feeling sorrowful, that are feeling down, that are feeling lonely, that are feeling lost and confused. Yes, and let's wrap them up in this love, all right? Let's do that together. How about we, how about we send that out right now, huh? Come on now, get up on in there. Get up on in there, give that hug, man. Come on, mean it, feel it, know it, believe it. Send that love and goodness out there to all those people struggling. Come on now. Mm. feels good to, if, if you're feeling good if you can radiate that out into the world you know that it's, that there's nothing but but love that uh, permeates the ether you know the cosmos you know so if you if you are so blessed to uh, as be feeling uh, all that goodness inside of yourself you know you should uh, extend that out into the universe give it you know what i'm saying all right yeah we got uh you know many many things to be grateful for that's for sure the sun came up again today got fresh water to drink and the birds are chirping you know springtime is is just getting started here and it's always a it's always a blessed time and a, a reason in and of itself to put a smile on your face and give thanks, you know what I'm saying? Yes, well, you know, we don't, uh, we don't know what the next day is gonna bring, so, so be sure to appreciate today. Appreciate today. Yeah, I don't know what else to say. Sometimes I just want to get down on my knees and pray. Jump up and shout and say hooray. Look somebody in the eye. Drop all the questions and all the whys. Bottle up all the lies. And throw it into the sea. Gaze upon each other and see in you is reflected me.
reach out my hand, offer to understand, dig up our shoes and get our toes in the sand, put a smile on our face and dance across the land. Life is so much better than when we trust, when we offer the best of us. So if you have that strength inside, by all means, come together, don't divide. On this mystery ride, we are all as one. So with each new day that has begun, under this bright, beautiful, life-giving sun, In all the faces you gaze upon, your soul is reflected in everyone. Yes, brothers and sisters, all right. Yeah, I don't know, man. There's still craziness going on. We just, it seems like, uh, can't seem to slow things down and reflect and appreciate. There's just a lot of, a lot of stuff going on. It's hectic. So you, uh, you must have ways that you can ride that wave in a healthy, manner some some tools that can sustain you when the seas are rough so I encourage you all to, to do that to, to find those tools and build your toolbox and put some things in there you know, like meditation your whole foods, grounding, you know, get your bare feet on the earth. Some sunshine, some moonbeams, a community of like-minded individuals that you know have your back. Pure, clean, delicious water. A way of moving your body every day that challenges you and puts a smile on your face that feels fun to do. Something you can believe in, something you can trust in, something you can feel passionate about. These are all things to keep in that toolbox. And so when things get a little bit crazy, you can just sit down and open up that, that box and you can reach in and you can pull one of those tools out and you can get to work. 
so you don't fall prey to the negative vibes and the the the, the forces of darkness, if you will, that that want to consume you and put you in a state of fear and uh, in a mindset of struggle. No, 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 no. You just, you know you got that toolbox. You know that you are courageous. You know that you are empowered. You know that you can rise up, that you can rise above, that you can move from a place of love, that you can trust, that you will navigate the turbulence in a way that not only comforts you, but makes you even stronger. It's important to recognize that it is up to the individual to do this work on their own and to commit to that. Nothing will change in the bigger picture, in the, in the societal sense, until each of us as individuals are able to create from a place of wisdom and joy and power and truth and courage and beauty and belief and it's important that we honor that individualness you know Carl Jung one of my favorite cats out there if you don't know who that badass brother is, I would suggest you go on and check him out a little bit. But he was a very strong advocate of empowering, honoring, and supporting the individual to create from a space that is unique to them. Uh, that is the key to the hoped for realization of a healthy and loving and peaceful collective. It's the only way it happens is from the ground up within the efforts of each and every one of us. It doesn't work the other way around. I'm just here to tell you, you can't take control of the collective and move them in a way that's going to bring to life a so-called utopia. It doesn't work. I mean, just take a glimpse around you and it's obvious that that doesn't work, okay? So it is by honoring uh, the individual and, and presenting the uh, what shall we say, uh, in a word, the freedom to be who it is you want to be. Freedom to be who it is you want to be. Freedom. You know what I'm saying? Can't coerce anybody. Can't make up rules to get people to comply to some kind of bullshit mandates and all kinds of crazy stuff that's been going on lately in this in this circus called life.
that won't get us anywhere except deeper into the darkness. You know, so there you have it. I got nothing else to say about any of that right now. So, uh, except say, I want to say I appreciate all y'all, man. Again, it's, you know, if even just one person is listening to this and somehow feels that there's something of value that's on offer, then, uh, it's all, it's all worth it. I'm, I'm, that alone makes me feel immense gratitude and joy. Uh, what do you say? We jump into a little reading here. I'm going to read a couple of little short uh, excerpts from um, a, a book I picked up recently. And um, it's, uh, it's a local brother. Um, he's a, uh, I just, I just met him. He's a cool, cool cat. Um, hopefully I'll get a chance to hang out with him a little bit more, get to know him a little bit better. You know, I sense we have a lot in common, but, uh, cool ass brother. Style is Tresha. He's got a sparkle in his eye. He's got a chip on his shoulder. And he's got, a. Takes no quarter, I'm sure. So I'm going to read uh, from his book, uh, his latest book called Finn. And this, uh, this bad brother's name is Jude Angelini. This is a, uh, a piece called Blessed. Rachel moves her man Jay into our place, which seems cool, but he's a rich kid moving into government housing and paying the same rent as us. I watch as he fills up our spot with moves and studio equipment, then goes Dutch with my sister at the Chinese place. It's like he gets all the benefits from being broke and none of the hardship. I just can't stand watching another man take advantage of another woman in my life. So I have words with him. I say, you eating off of us because we're broke and not even looking out for my sister. I can pay the same on rent. You just got to look out for Rach. He don't see it that way. So I tell him to see his ass out. Rachel takes his side, and they're going to go together. But it's taken them forever to leave. Two months into it, I feel like I'm being smacked in the face every time I got to wake up to his ass. He's living in my childhood home where my dad raped my mom, where the cops had always show, where my pop got committed to the asylum, where Terry would camp out on the couch every day fresh off a coke bender and leave us with no gas in the car or money to get it. Where I'm scraping by, working three jobs and slanging tree to take care of my kid that was put on me, sleeping on a waterbed with no heat 
and he's bringing in 808 kit drawings to the crib. I put their shit on the lawn and tell them to figure it out. Rachel won't talk to me. This ain't the last time she chooses a bone over her brother. I move in Jinx, then Melody. And she starts fucking with some weirdo that rapes his Down syndrome little sister. We put Melody out, then when we find out about the sister fucking weirdo, and now she won't leave or pay rent. She calls the cops to get her baby shit back. She's pregnant, either with the incest kid or Boo. But Boo's locked up. So she's claiming the sister fucker. We don't want problems with the cops because we're dirty as hell and she takes all her shit. Then they evict me for selling drugs out the apartment. The irony is I wasn't even selling drugs out the crib. I made runs on my bike. I gotta move into my grandma's. That's when I break my neck in the car crash. You know, they say everything happens for a reason. Shit happens. Then you search for reasons so you can cope. I don't search for reason. I just try and pull something good out of it. You can laugh, you can cry. You can cry, then you can die. When I break my neck, my sister and I squashed the beef that had been going on for damn near two years between us. But more importantly, I find out how powerful our thoughts are. I used to drive down I-75 and just dream about going straight when there was that bend on the freeway and run into a tree. Late at night when the bars were letting out and I'd be by myself going 80 down the E-way, I'd just picture myself launching off a bridge and ending it. That's what I did, except for it don't ride and the car's full. I run it off the road and flip that bitch twice on I-375. It was a hangman fracture. C2 and C3, where 99% of the people should be dead, and of that 1%, 99 should be crippled. I'm neither. I start looking at my life with hope, something I never did. When bad shit always happens to you, you're always waiting for the other shoe to fall. Like when you get in the car and it breaks down half the time. You just figure you're going to end up on the side of the road miles from home more times than not. I still end up on the side of the road, but I don't feel so hopeless. I was a percent of a percent. Me defying those eyes make me feel like I got something to live for. Even though I don't know what it is yet, I better figure it out. Cause if you're living for nothing, 
What's the point of living at all? Yeah, right? I told you he was a bad motherfucker. You just let that sink in, man. That story right there, that story alone. And rock your world, man. Everything just laid out right there like that. Imagine it. Just, just for a second, try to put yourself in his shoes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. All right, so let's read one more. What do you say, huh? Mr. Jude Angelini in the house. His book is called Finn. I absolutely loved it. And uh, check it out. Show the man some love. All right, this is called Mercy. It's after school. We're walking to the store for chips and pop and now and laters. There's a gang of us. I can't keep count. Some kids are cracking jokes. Some are all in their feelings. I'm just staying out the way. Don't laugh too loud cause they'll be on you. Now you're in the crossfire. With your ashy ass shirt, used to be black, now it's gray, and this the third time you wore it this week. Put some lotion on that bitch, you bummy as hell. I don't say shit. I'm in a good mood. I got on my birthday shoes. I'm gonna grab some candy and post up at the basketball court. We cross the street and see the bird in the middle of the road. It's on its back. One of its wings is broken. The others trying to fly away, flapping. We surround it. And I say, damn, that shit looks fucked up. Big Mark's the oldest, so he's the expert. Pragon got hit by a car. Someone says, for real? Boo's like, what you trying to do? I say, I ain't touching that shit. Boo goes, shit, don't look at me. Lope walks up with a half a brick and spikes it onto the bird like a football. We all jump back, blood goes everywhere. He's laughing. Some follow suit, others are disgusted. Me, I'm trying to figure out if that was out cold or kind. All I know is there's blood on my shoes and I don't want candy anymore. Yeah. 
Uh, he, the brother can tell a story now. I mean, not just any story, right? He's got some depth to it. I mean, it might sound like, you know, some kind of crass, you know, nonsense, just spinning the tail for entertainment's sake. And, and, you know, I think there's some of that in there, no question, the entertainment part of it. I personally don't find nothing crass about any of his writing. I think it's groovy and real. But there's also a lesson in each story. And that's probably my favorite thing about it. No matter what the circumstances, no matter what happens to come your way, there's always something to be learned. There's always an opportunity to grow, to expand your awareness, to open your heart, to elevate your mind. You know, sometimes things happen and, and, and they're just, it's a bitch, man. The, the, the physical or the emotional pain is so intense that it it's, it's, feels impossible to discover that there's even any kind of thing that you can learn from the experience. The, the darkness is so heavy. The pain is so intense that it just seems meaningless or it seems cruel or it seems unjust. Like, why the fuck is this happening to me? Why, why, why is this happening at all? What, what did I do to deserve this? What did, what did my friend who's, who's, who's gone in an instant, what did he do? It wasn't supposed to be this way. Why is this happening? All of these feelings, all these questions just coursing through your mind in these kind of moments. And, you know, obviously I think it's important to, to be very, very compassionate towards yourself and towards everyone else. And maybe after time, the lesson will reveal itself. And perhaps in a moment when it's least expected, you'll be reminded of something and it will dawn on you at that instant and you will be changed for the better. You will be altered in an unexpected way. So, uh, I just, well, again, I want to say thank you to uh, Jude Angelini uh, for writing this, this uh, beautiful, beautiful work of art. The book is called Finn. Check it out. All right. Uh, I think
think it's time for a tune, right? So let's wrap this up. I think it's time to wrap it on up and we'll sing us a little song and uh, yeah. Yeah, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna do a song here today. It's a cover song. of a band, hell of a band that, uh, you know, I know y'all know, most of all you're gonna know if you, if you don't, go learn, go put, put one of their records on and educate yourself. And uh, this band is never gonna be the same. Uh, the, uh, the drummer of this band, Mr. Taylor Hawkins, is uh, no longer with us. And uh, it's a heartbreaking situation for his family, his friends, you know, his bandmates. You know, when you lose someone that you love and care for and that brings so much joy and light to your life, it's uh, devastating. Can't even put, put it into words. How it crushes you. I've been there and I reckon most all y'all listening know what I'm talking about. So, so I'm gonna do this song by the Foo Fighters called Times Like These. And uh, I'm gonna dedicate it to uh, Taylor Hawkins. May you rest in peace, brother. May you rest in peace. Times like these 
Amen. 